0: This is Donnie Tuttle, the Sell Anywhere trainer, coach, and practitioner. Welcome to the only podcast designed for the remote sales professional and the remote leader. Helping you live with more joy, more freedom, and more productivity. We believe that your talent is not limited to years of code and that you can build the life that you want while selling from anywhere. up people of purpose Uh, you know it's my job to care for you to tend to you to bring to you the people that are going to matter and I have brought someone to you that you're you're gonna love you're gonna enjoy she really is excellent at helping people to graduate to the next level Uh, here it is as of the recording it is April 2020 and we have a lot of people including my son Mm -hmm. High School and my daughter in college, that graduation is a little bit obscure right now, but with Kazia Robinson, I hope I said that right <laughs> I think you did, I did
1: you did indeed thank you also, so, so,
0: Kasia, welcome to the show <clears throat> before we get into what you do, tell us what do you love?
1: Oh my goodness, well, the Red sox, so speaking <laughs> of things that are not on right now, I live in Boston um, you know, I love like being outside and being in physical spaces with people. Um, so I think there's a lot of things we, I'm realizing I love that are very important to me right now that uh, I, because I don't have them. But I'm mostly, I'm a, uh, I mostly i am ai do not know if you do the, you believe in the, you know, five love languages and that, but yeah. I'm a person where it's quality time. My, my number one is quality time. So I just really love being with my clients, being with my friends being with family and just really being in the community and just really having that quality time with other people so it's it's been different right now but it's uh it's still a wonderful opportunity to connect with people including yourself i'm really enjoying having quality time with you as well Tony. look at so. that
0: look, look at how we make that happen
1: <clears throat> exactly um,
0: <laughs> okay so let me let me <laughs> transition a tiny bit casia who do you love and 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 i know we like we we, we love family we love those people but like in the world at large, who are, who are the people that you would say, these are the, these are my zone. These are the people that I love to serve. Who would those
1: give? Oh, well, I love all my clients. So this is one of the things my mom, I came from a, a big family, and I know you have a big family, but my, uh, my mother, she said, I love you all equally, depending on the day. Some of you I like more than others. <laughs> and so I say that with my clients, I love them all equally, depending on the day, some of them I like more than others. Um, which if they're listening, you're the one I love and like, trust me. But I really love working with uh, business owners who, you know, they're, they kind of know some level that they're playing small ball. Mm. Like that they could, they have, they, they see a little glimmer in themselves of the greatness. They're all always oriented towards other people. That's something that's also very important to me is that they're, they can see beyond themselves. They have causes they care about. Um, They're just people oriented in the sense that they're service oriented. They, they, they seek to serve others. And I really love that because there's so much money to be made in serving other people. Like that is actually what you get paid for. Yes. Creating value and serving other people. That's what you get paid for. And so if you're really going at it, like, how do I create the greatest amount of service for the greatest amount of people? Um, that is going to be a profitable business. And so that's really, for me, like I love people who are thinking like that. And there's, I would say, if, if somebody's not on that wavelength and, and they're trying to kind of manage a smaller scale, just someone else is Prince Charming. Nothing Prince or Princess Charming. And, and they're, I wish them well. I wish them well. But I'm really looking for those people who want to level up.
0: That is awesome. I want to dig into that because I think that you're yeah. talking to a lot of those people right now yeah. The, there are always lines right to jump over and across we have to throw a heart over a bar and there's it's not just courage but there's there's strategy that goes along with that mm-hmm. but uh, before we go there wait large family talk to me
1: yeah no i'm uh, one of five um, unfortunately I had a sister who died um, when I was very young but yeah, we and we all have uh, we were talking because you have your your children also have interesting names we all have biblical sort of old fashioned biblical names. And uh, we grew up in a like three bedroom one bathroom place. it was cozy it was cozy growing <laughs> up so so that's one oh, of those um, things so I'm so I'm at least I'm used to being in enclosed spaces with other people
0: <laughs> yes yes and so many questions I have about that but mm-hmm. uh, you know eight we have eight so um, <laughs> amazingly um, they they are <laughs> I, I I think about the crimes that are committed. Um, that a police would be like. If if we were to call the cops, we probably could have most of them in jail, <laughs> uh, <laughs> on each other, right?
1: Disturbing the peace, at least yeah, you there, could there. absolutely get that. But yeah.
0: So take me take me into right this this person that that um, they're they're looking. They know they're playing small. Kezia, has that ever been you?
1: Oh, of course, of course. I mean, it's still there. I got to tell you, there are days when it's still me, right? You know, and, and I didn't want to do any public speaking. This is, I, I only, people would invite me to do things. And I go, well, I don't, I don't, I, I didn't write a book. I don't have, you know, and, and, uh, and finally I was, I, I kind of made a commitment. I have a coach, um, which uh, most, most coaches have coaches. And one of the things that she pointed out to me was, you know, just say yes, just start with yes, just say yes to everything you know, start before you know how to do it. If you wait until you know how to do it, it's impossible. Kids don't learn to walk because by knowing how to walk, right? They get up, they fall down, they get up, they fall down. Eventually you figure out how to walk, but you only figure out how to walk by doing it. So I started saying yes. Somebody asked me to be on podcasts. I started saying yes. Um, people start asking me to do, you know, more panel speaking. And that was a big thing for me to really get out there and say, oh God, I have a message I want to take to a broader community. I can't necessarily coach one on one. I can't coach everybody one on one. though I encourage, you know, everyone who, coaching is fantastic and I absolutely encourage people to seek it out. But I can take a message out and I can share that with people. So that's been step one, phase one, you know, TED talk next week. No, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's in the plan now, right? It's something I'm putting in the plan and, and looking at what are the messages that I would want to bring at that scale.
0: So I love it. I love it. Actually hold on. Yeah. This is I've got my office, yeah. office because of, and for those of you who are listening, you won't be able to see this, but this is that's one of the things that this guy is that's me speaking, but I'm not a yeah. office, but here I am. So in the future, that's that's one of my that's one of my deals too. It's very near future. I love the yeah the synergy there. But um how how did you come to realize that these that those were your people? Because there's a lot of people you can help. To um, to get better, right? Um, yeah. you know, oh, absolutely! Better. Like, how how did you figure out? Like, ah, that's who I love.
1: As is, as all things, I had a I, I had a client um, and who I really really like, right? So somebody I I I love as a person, I'm friends with them, I really like them, but they were always canceling and deferring and this and that, and all. Of, I started to realize I was like do you really want things to be different? And they had a small business couple employees and they were talking about growing. And I was like, but do you really want things to be different? Because if you wanted things to be different, you wouldn't cancel on me, right? You need an extra hour in your week or an hour and a half in your week. I'm not the person you would cancel on because every time we did meet, he would get a boost of efficiency for the next couple of days, right? And get an enormous amount more done. So it didn't make, there was no logic to it. And I started to get—I just started to realize—I was like, he's happy enough. It's not bad enough, and I don't wish it to get bad for him. And I was going to kind of say, you know what? He's—he's not—he doesn't really want this business to be much bigger. He wants his life to be fi- maybe 10, 15, 20 percent easier, you know, 20 percent better. And I'm like, it's a lot of work to go into coaching, as you know. There's a lot of deep work. It—you have to face a lot of things about yourself that you. You don't really want to, and you have to make behavior change, and that takes practice. So, if if you are only trying to move 10, 15%, it's not going to be worth the energy investment for you. You want to move 100, 200, 10,000%, right? You know, if you're coming from zero, infinite percent um, on a business then that that's a minor energy investment it totally makes sense so that was something I had to start asking and say just because I know you could be fantastic and great this might not be the moment for you Mm. let me tell you you can be great let me make sure you know that I believe it but you come back to me when that's the right moment for you
0: what's up you wandering slayer of sales hey listen if you know anything about me you know that I am a teacher and I believe in sharing experience, right? That's what this whole podcast is about. Well, I've actually taken all of the best stuff from the people I've interviewed on this podcast and other places and all of the people I've coached around the world and my own experience. Listen, two and a half years of bumping my head and doing it wrong finally gave me a formula that helped me to be able to not only go out there and crush my schedule, when my office was only a 10 feet commute <laughs> but also to be more effective than anyone else that's out there listen if you can sell anywhere you can sell everywhere and so this is a course or a mastery of those who are without an office or those who are aspiring to be without an office so go ahead and go over to donnytuttle.com right now and you're going to see right there in the uh, in the header there you're going to see some information about the new sell anywhere course. And guess what? You get the first one for free. So go check it out right now. DonnyTuttle.com. And now back to the show. I love that. And, and that's okay, yeah. right? It's okay that not yeah. is a fit for you. And, and yeah. let's kind of dig into that a tiny bit because Casey, <coughs> I feel like that a lot of us, we go and we serve people that we're not uh, specific enough with who we want. And that yeah. happens with you know, with certainly with me or with people who provide services because there's a scarcity mindset maybe, but Mm -hmm. it also happens with, with leaders that they're bringing whoever they can into their team. And so don't want to move. So can you address that a little bit?
1: Well, I think you're you're right. Hitting on, you know, the nail on the head with the idea that it's a scarcity mindset. And we tend, we start thinking that we're scarce on not just the resource, but we're scarce on time. Like We we have to have somebody right now. And, uh, And my experience has been, you'll figure it out. Usually you can muddle through, or there's a very obvious resource that you've written off, right? A bookkeeper, the number of people who are just like, well, I don't wanna, and I'm like, or they go, I had a bookkeeper once, they weren't very good. And I'm like, you know, okay. That's like saying, you know, you got a bad haircut once. You went to some supercuts and got a bad haircut. It's like, well, how much were you trying to pay the bookkeeper? Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, you wanted somebody who would do it on Upwork for 15 bucks an hour. No wonder the bookkeeper wasn't very good. So sometimes it's just kind of getting people into the, especially with a leader like that or someone who uh, has employees or is trying to bring a team together is to get that sense. Like, do you really need them? Do you really need them now? And to fight that scarcity mindset, that really puts people in a place where they're trying, you know, they're just trying to squeeze to, to attract all the things they don't need. And so I actually do a pretty intensive piece of work with people on building your, if it's a, if you're a service-based business, your ideal client, um, or it can be your ideal business partner. Sometimes people are trying to attract or investor. And what we do is kind of go through, all right, let's go through your history with people. What are the things that you really value how do they, what do you not like? A lot of times people come in and say, I don't like X. Um, one of them is, you know, pixel perfect. I don't know if you've heard that expression, but it's when somebody goes through, you know, and it, I had it from a web developer client. And it's when somebody goes through like every single pixel and okay. they want this color yeah. change yeah. they want this, that, and whatever. And he says, I can't do it. I don't want any. And, but he started with, I need to hire somebody to deal with these bad clients. And I said, well, what if we just didn't have bad clients? And it's like, well, that's not possible. I was like, well, how much market share do you have? It's like you're not Coca-Cola. Like, like someone else can have your bad client. And you can have good clients, all good clients. So doing that work is very hard for people. So we have to talk about what is a good client. And so he was like, Don't want the pixel perfect. And I'm like, Great. So what do you want? He's like, not pixel perfect. I was like, no, no, no what do you want? Right. And then it becomes and then he sort of was like, I want someone who cares, But And then he was like, well, I want someone who just does what I say. I was like, no, you don't. I've seen you work. You don't want that. What do you want? And he finally got to, he said, I want, I want clients who value, I think he said, function and user experience, because he's in web development, right? And those are the two things he really believes. Mm-hmm. The websites, your central marketing resource, it's where people come. How do you make it really functional? And you make it functional for the user, right? The most important person who's coming to that site. And I was like, that is something we can, and then we'll do questions. What are the types of questions you can ask when you're bringing in clients to get a sense of how they feel about it? And how do you clearly communicate that that's gonna be important? That's what you, and put message for that. And, was, and it's been, you know, unfortunately we've hit this road bump right now, but he within about a week had a new client where he had and changed his pricing strategy, all of that. And it was just like, it was great to see that it worked. He had that positive feedback.
0: Yes. It's sort yeah. of amazing. It is. It's interesting is, is you get what you expect, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and when, we, when we don't know that we can have like ideal, we just, yeah. whatever walks across the, the mat. And, yeah. and, and I love like when you're saying that, like I'm, I'm kind of grabbing like the Seth Godin, you know, mentality mm-hmm. where he's like, you know, like don't think about how many people, think about how few people, like what's the smallest number that you really need to be like stark raving in love with you? And let's like like stop worrying about the masses. And and the reality is is are there enough of those people who are not pixel perfect? <laughs> like just like as I'm hearing, you, yeah. that's going to be my new uh, saying. Yeah. I love uh, I love that mindset. Casey, how do we how do we know this? How do we know if we're playing small ball? Like, is is there is there a thought that might be bouncing around in our head? Is there something that we're looking and seeing and we're knowing? Like what like when you see this, what are what are the triggers? Like how can how, how can we tell if, if we're, if we're in that spot?
1: Well, there's sort of two ends of it, which is interesting. So usually you're not making enough money, right? That's one okay. end, right? Whatever you're doing, it's like you're working as hard as you can. And even if you may have a team but you're still working as hard as you can and you're not making the kind of money right and that often happened like you like they had a lot of growth and then all of a sudden it'll top out i remember i had a, a lawyer i was i did little work with and he had like 10 people under him he was the only partner and he's like, I can't work any harder and we're not growing, right? And it had to do with delegation, it had to do with his actual goals and whether he wanted this to be a bigger, all this stuff that got into it. And ultimately he didn't want to make the change, right? I think he, eventually he might, right? I always say, you know, you can come back, you know where to find me. The other one are people who they're good at making the money, right? They're hustling, they're this, they're that. But they're the ones always saying, well, when I retire or I need to make enough money, then I'm going to buy this, then I'm going to do that. and those are hard, those are hard to work with, because, and I I had a guy I was talking to, and he's like, well, I'm going to do this, I got to buy, I got to sell this business, so I can buy this, that I need to make this business, and going through this thing, I'm going to buy some real estate, I think the market's going to crash, and all this stuff, and I was like, what do you, where's this going, he says, well, eventually, I'm going to retire, I was like, what are you going to, you, what are you going to do when you retire, because I was like, do you think you're going to sit on the beach right now, he's like, well, I want to move back, I want to move to Europe, and I want to and I was like, what are you going to do? He's like, I-, I don't know. I'll figure something out. Like, well, you want to work on that? Because why the hell are you doing all these little bits and pieces right now? Right? Yes. That's the other one where somebody's, they're good at making money, but they're afraid to go for something. They don't think they want anything. They think they just want the money. Mm. And, and I think that that's where they, you can, when you multiply those two together is when the big money comes and the big impact comes. And for some of those when i engage with them they can't i say look you're gonna maybe you need to go make your millions and then you you know where to find me or find somebody else but if you're really fixated on this these like plans but i'll call it that kind of person you got to tell them straight out you're playing small ball because otherwise
0: so they
1: they're, they're they tend to have thick skins but you tend to need them knock them upside the head a little give them a love tap <laughs> <I'm
0: sorry. laughs> So, uh, Northeastern girl, I'm sure you don't mind yeah. uh, doing that occasionally. Um, I, I have found, and, and I would love to hear your opinion on this, that mm-hmm. the that, that productivity and purpose really are, are interconnected. Mm-hmm. That yeah. when, when one is working from the place of what they believe, who they are, what their gifts are, hopefully methods that align with those gifts in serving the people that they want, that they have a heart for, that they become uncopyable and and unstoppable as long as, again, like as long as they have right business practices and, and those types yeah. of, but productivity flows from purpose. And, and, and on this, on the same side of that, you can't necessarily have purpose without having some sort of cash flowing towards that some sort. What, what do you see in that? Am I, am I on, am I off? What's,
1: what's. Going well, absolutely. I always say like there's, it's going to be tough. What we know is that, any entrepreneurial effort, any, look, life throws you a lot of curveballs, right? Um, and the hardest thing we do is we make more trouble for ourselves. Like there's already a bunch of trouble coming our way. We make more trouble for ourselves. And the thing about purpose is it gets you to stop making trouble for yourself. Mm. Like that is really, because if you think That's about not. the stuff, like I'm too busy, you oh. know, the I'm too busy. And it's like, n- no, you're not, right? you're spending your time in, inefficient ways, right? We, that's what four hour read the four hour work week, right? You know, I'm not a, I, I kind of think that that got cult status, but uh-huh. you know, no, I mean, you're, you're, you're not too busy. And I, I always, I, I like to talk to people about energy, like energy management, because I'm like, look, time, we get all fixated on money. We get all fixated on, we think of it as a zero sum game, even though that's yes. not really how money works. But I'm like, nobody, no good person is going to say, I can't, you can't feel good. I can't feel good. We can't both have energy together. So I work with people a lot on how do you actually manage re- the return on your energy investment. Okay, boost go there. that
0: right now. I want to hear this. Okay. First yes.
1: Yeah. So I, it, it's, it's like a matrix where I, I have people and they start with tasks, but we also do it with relationships. And I'm like, let's put like, what are the, the restorative activities where you don't have to put a ton of energy in and they make you feel good and you get energy back mental energy emotional energy however you want to f- physical energy whatever i was like so let's put those in there and you'd be surprised how many people you know i like i'm like put sleep in there and they're like i don't even get that and i mean it, it can be it's tough sometimes people really come in they've been running themselves so hard and then what we do is we look at you know, who are your high maintenance kind of, what are your, like I call them your challenges with this task. It's, it's a challenge with a relationship. It's more a high maintenance person, but it's one where it's like running a marathon. Like it might be restorative to run three miles every day, but it's a challenge to run a marathon, but you still get a positive energy out of it. Just you're. it just takes a lot of investment. Mm -hmm. I was like, a lot of times you can shift those into um, the more restorative, right? So how do we maybe do that? If you're still feeling stretched, just hyper competitive people sometimes are taking on more challenges than they need to. And they're manufacturing challenges. Um, Like taking on difficult clients just to be able to have a difficult client. Um, So that's some of it, but I really focus on below the line, the negative energy. And I'm like, you got one boxes, which is your minor annoyances. And then, you know, it's like, Deleting email or the client who, like, you always have to remind to pay, stuff like that. Um, supply chain management, if you have an issue there. It's, like, stuff that doesn't derail you, but it sucks. It's, like, a little bit of energy. Mm-hmm. And the big thing are your energy drains and your energy vampires. Mm-hmm. And to get, you really have to come to terms with those. So that's a very long wind of way. We go straight into that um, and go there and start to pick, It's like, one thing. Pick one thing to take off that list. Pick one relationship that you don't need to have with a client, especially when you're dealing with clients, but pick one. Let's take it off and let, and then what number one, like who else could do this when you have delegation problems? It's like, really, you have to be the person to like pack your kids lunch. You are the only person who can do this. Right. So that's a, that's a practicing kind of what is the delegation skill and then why is, what's your block on delegation, which is usually you, you don't want to, you're, you feel important, right? And you don't want to stop feeling important with it. relationships. Um, a lot of it is about how do you change that dynamic and how do you come to terms with like why this is a bad use of your energy? So we'll go into what could you do if you weren't talking to that client, right? Or that customer, What happens after you get off the phone with that employee? Do you get up and pick up the phone and call two more people? Do you service with a smile for the next person who walks, walks in or calls your customer service line? Or do you need to go get a coffee, complain to somebody on WhatsApp, go to the water, maybe go get a drink, go home early, take a nap, all these things. I'm like, that is costing you so much. And if you just look at the money, you'll think that client is profitable. When you add it all up, you just look at the time, you don't write down the time you spent complaining at the water cooler. Right? We don't think of it. The time you spent sending a f- the fifth invoice and thinking about it in the shower for half an hour, about how much you, using up all the hot water, <laughs> annoying everyone else in your family, thinking about how much you can't stand this person and they never seem to pay you on time. It's, it's crazy. That we do this to ourselves, so that's the big thing. I'm like, let's cut the drains. Let's cut that is
0: the drains. So good. That is. So, yeah. That is. So, and, 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 and here's the thing, and I'm sure you've seen this, right? You you get a leader, and, and maybe you can talk to this person.
1: Yeah.
0: You have a little bit of a hero complex, right? Oh yeah. And the reality is, is everyone comes to them, you know, all, all the time, and then they complain. Well, everyone always is coming to me, but the reality is, is they probably they like the, the rush that they solved something, even if it was small, yeah. right? But mm-hmm. what is that keeping you from? But I guess like what I'm, where, I'm, where I'm seeing this is like, it's almost like someone's planting a garden, and but before they plant it, they see all of these green things that are in there. Now these green things are weeds. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, is we've got a, we, like what you're saying, I'm hearing you say, get rid of the bad so that you have yeah. space for the good and you'll actually have life and energy but that can, found, that, that can sound counterintuitive or feel counterintuitive. How do you, like, how do you strategically walk me? I'm a, I'm a business owner. I'm playing small ball. I'm afraid to let loose of these things. Maybe it's being the hero or whatever. Walk me through letting some of these things go or maybe tearing these things out so I can, so I can move forward okay. into the bigger things.
1: Absolutely, and I, uh, I got, it was in a coach training, group coach training, One woman came out of mediation and family therapy, and super interesting, and she said, you gotta task the brain sometimes. Okay. People are, I like this, and I, I, I got this from another coach as well, I steal things from everybody, just oh, yeah. I'll be stealing half, what, your, what half the things I mean. you told me on this podcast, don't worry. <laughs> um, but so he, he said, people, people are emotional, will get emotional, when they should be logical and they'll try to bring logic when they should be emotional. Ooh. So one of the things is I say, all of these dreams, we think they're happening to us, right? We set it up. We use language I'm big on language. Like let's not know. I had somebody saying once my brain is cluttered full of all. I said, it's, it's your brain. So if it's cluttered, you put it in there. So let's, let's, let's use me, my like words. Let's not say it's treat it Like it's a third party. So some degree to just like the working the language, but then really going, here's the main like having people write this out and like, I'll we'll do it on a whiteboard. I'll give them an assignment to take home, filling things in and then I'll break down. Okay, they'll say, talk. They, I don't like scheduling. I had someone once who didn't like scheduling. Well, it actually was the issue that there's interpersonal dynamics between two of their sites. And so when they were, somebody was missing from one site, they'd have to redo all of the staffing. And then there were people who didn't get along. I was like, so the issue now, is not that right and so you can sometimes it's just unpeeling and that kind of exercise where you really just put it in front of somebody and keep walking them one step at a time okay let's one step at a time what is really the issue okay do you really dislike the scheduling is that just annoying and then the actual energy drain is the interpersonal managing interpersonal dynamics okay how do you take okay how did you contribute and so we can just keep one step at a time because if you jump to you have a savior or hero complex that's toxic to your work environment you're not letting your team actually develop what i mean that's that's a no no no-go but if we can start one piece at a time then you can get in by that point you know you might be one or two sessions it could for some people takes a long time i'm really adaptive to like what is it you need but by the time you get through that usually they're starting to say to themselves yeah, I do always feel like I need to take care of people. And then we I mean, talk, well, how would you take care of people? What, do, what does taking care of look like that isn't a savior complex?
0: Yeah. I I, I love, um, by the way, and, and for those of you listening, like listen to the way a good coach does this. Most of us want like, give me this drug, like give me this answer, give me this method. But But oftentimes, what I'm hearing you say is that this isn't like, it's not what you think it is, or there's, there's something probably mm-hmm. a layer or two deeper. And yeah. let's actually figure that out. And when we figure that out, we can actually have something that remains. And uh, I love the, I love the questions there. Katie, okay, take us here. 2020 it's, it's, this is the year of, of, uh, of coronavirus, right? Um, there's something that you do really well and that is helping others to communicate price and value and i want to i want to hear first off how should that be done next off in in scenarios where there is there is stress and turmoil and all of the things that we have going right right now how should that be done today
1: absolutely one thing, and you would be surprised, but I, I know even we, we've probably had this experience, you need to know what your value is. You need to actually be able to articulate what the value is and to whom. So that can sometimes be a real big challenge. Um, so I, and, I, and I'm real, cl- look, one thing I try to be clear on is, you get paid for the value that you create above and beyond the next best alternative. Yes. Okay. And it's the customer's next best alternative, perceived next best alternative, right? They think they can get a deal. They don't even know if they can get a deal, but they think they can get a deal, which is why that customer selection is so important because you don't want to deal with somebody usually most i'm sure most we're not commodity providers we have special sauce you know we're we're doing we're selling something of really that's really special and so you're you're you don't want a client who thinks always thinks they can get a deal someplace else that person is always going to be haggling on price you want somebody who doesn't, maybe they don't care about getting They don't feel like a sucker if they realize later they could have saved 10% going someplace else. It doesn't bother mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Or you are able to communicate the difference in value. And that's really, so sometimes I'm like, just, you need to know, are you better? Like, are you actually better than other people? If you're not, then you need to work on that first. Yes. Right? Okay. So if you are actually, an, you know, and you need to know what their alternatives are, you need to start to think about what is the value that that creates, and I always say, start thinking from this the first time. Like, what is the value, and right now, this is super important, you send an email, you make a phone call to somebody, right? I'm not, <clears throat> I don't love to cold call, it's not something I do, but I do, I would say, lukewarm LinkedIn and email contacts. People I know, or someone suggested I speak with them, things like that. What's the value of that email? Well, if it's, hey, can you get on the phone and I will buy something from me, there's no value to the person in there. Mm-hmm. What's the value of the email of a, how are you doing? One thing I just says I don't, hey, I don't, um, can't imagine what it's like at, insert a name of your company or like for you right now, you're not trying to tell them how they feel, but I just hope you're well. Um, I saw, you know, this, I, I saw you at this conference last year and, and you were so prescient about what's going on in the world whatever i read an article i was thinking of you like that everyone wants to hear that they're that they're special that they're important i often say your name came up in conversation that's a great way even if you brought the name up in the conversation (laughs) hey you know so and so should i reach out to them or you know this, this 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 distributor like should i reach out to them well hey guess what their name came up in conversation so there's a lot of ways that you can think about what's the value right now of just that initial conversation
0: yeah. like
1: that contact what's the value of the conversation they may not have an information you have information on their competitors maybe or you have information on resources mm-hmm. especially for smaller businesses right now you know i'm going to know more about a lot of your resources than you are because you this isn't what you do for a living right? Exactly. so so to kind of really be focused on what is the value that you created each one and what are you looking for at each step? So if you do marketing, what are you, what, what is the behavior you're looking? So what's the value of your marketing campaign to someone? Let's say you're selling a product, right? You're providing them information. And also what do you want them to do so you can track? And so you start to actually see like as you get towards the price point, the point of transaction, you understand, okay, really, what is the value? So what are the examples I'm going to use? And right now, maybe it's more about cost saving. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, if you're in a certain service, it's going to have to be your, it's going to be more dollar and less psychic benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, other, for However, for some people, especially lower dollar points, it's going to be more psychic benefit because people want to feel good. So you, you have to, and you can start to think about What's the, you know, if I'm going to save you cash right now, mm-hmm. like this month you spend a hundred bucks with me and you're going to save $200. Guess what? I can sell you that in a heartbeat.
0: Okay. So However,
1: if it's going to spend now and later and that you have to work on that communication.
0: So, so I'm hearing you, I love it. I'm, I'm hearing you say, so first off, knowing your value and to yeah. Whom. by the way, that's, that's a, that's a book, right? Just that, <laughs> that, that, that one idea there. Next one is actually communicating in a way that that's, that's relevant to yeah. to right now, um, now what? Now what? Where where do we go? Like, how is the? How do we? How do we? Like, what is? What does that look like in today's economy? So I've I'm communicating it. Uh, you know, I know my value. I'm communicating it. I'm educating the masses.
1: Right. How do I finish it? It has to be worth their time and money. Like, so even though it's and worth their energy. I want to say really, but you know that is the close. So you're out there. There's a big enough market. I was talking to a, a realtor. He's is a, is a uh, I don't know, six, he's very, done very, very well, has a good size um, office with a, a bunch of other realtors in it who work for him and uh, with his business partner. And one of the things he was like a little, you know, it was right when it hit. And he's like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. and I said, well, how many houses were sold in Massachusetts? you know? And it was like, once we get down to it, I said, let's take a 75% haircut. Let's do this. And you get down to it. And it was still like tens of thousands of houses. And I said, right. how many do you need to be break even yes. yes, at your office? And he goes 50. I said, you think you can't get 50? Are you not, you're better than other realtors.
0: Yes. In that space. Like, it's yeah. like you find your space. That's where you can be sure. better. Uh, there was a, there's yeah. someone recently recommended and I, I'm really bad because I read like seven books at a time or listen to them. And, and, uh, it's a blue ocean strategy. Okay. And, um, in it, the, the author mentions, you know, he says that we, we lose when we, so the red oceans, I guess are full of blood. It's where everyone is blue oceans. Mm-hmm. You're, you're by yourself. And the idea is he says, don't be the competition. So if you're just one of the competition, mm-hmm. now it's always going to be a bake-off. It's always going to be about price.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, if, but if we put ourselves into a place, that we are we can be an alternative now Mm -hmm. how how are you the alternative and like a lot of the the lights are are going with that I love it I love it I love it I love it so what what do you see right now Kasia in terms of being the the biggest challenge uh, the biggest limiter the biggest thing that's keeping people in their corner instead of stepping out reaching out and and being more
1: We've been told that we can't be that. Some voice somewhere mm. tells us that who do we think we are? Mm-hmm. I think that is a, who do I think I am to try to make money in a crisis? I have, I have a, a client who she was in the restaurant events and she ended up starting a meal kit service, right? To kind of, and it's, it's going pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, it's not obviously not, replacing all her income and she hasn't, you know, doesn't, she had employees that she had to to furlough and stuff. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff. It's not like it's perfect, but within a week, she had figured out a way to come up with another business, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. That would just help a little bit. And she's like, well, I feel bad like that, that this business, you know, that I'm waiting, wanting the quarantine to last longer. (laughs) And I was like, what you're providing a service people want this you have nothing to do with this quarantine you're taking advantage of the opportunity because you're creating value okay if this business doesn't work you have other businesses you have this and i was like and if we took every business she's a natural entrepreneur it's like if we scrapped every business you've ever been in and none of them could ever exist again you would still i within a week you would have something else so but that's like that's the kind of thing that we we get we get in front of we stand in our own way because we've been told that we're not supposed to stand out, right? That we're not supposed to be special. And if we are, we have to be perfect. And it's like, there's room for all of us.
0: Love it. This, yeah. is, this, has, been, this has been so good. Uh, I'm gonna ask you one more question and then we're, we're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna send off, but I know you do some speaking. I know that that's, yeah. that's the thing for you. I know that you uh, work with other people um, who do that. And there are a lot of people who are in this world saying, how do I yeah. adjust? And so where do you see the pivot for people who count on that for their livelihood?
1: On on people who count on being physically present?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm physically present at all these conferences. And now at the very least, like it's been stopped for a little while, but it's also, there's no question, something is going to change. There's there's going to be somehow, some way it's going to change.
1: Well, go back to where's the greatest value and for whom? Ooh. And so this is a, a, time to get old, you know, everyone's rushing towards all this digital. We need to be online. And I'm, I'm like, that's great. Cause that's a good distribution platform. It's wonderful to create content, um, helps you learn about yourself and build the book right now. I'm like, Oh, maybe I should write a book. I haven't thought of that. But a lot of it is like, who do you want to do business with? Cement those relationships, find your kindred spirits, Find the people where you can create value for them. You can give something to them. They may not be able to pay you, but there'll be other things you can exchange. And it's like, go out and find those people and cement those relationships. And so I really think it's going back a little more old school. And really, if you're speaking, okay, you can't get 50 people, get 10 people on a webinar and really be there with them. And really, and like, let them talk to each other. Let them bring it forward you know, and banish the negative. Like it's everybody, there's no solution to a feeling. I had, I had a rough week. Like sometimes you just need to like roll with it. But if somebody's bringing a lot of negativity, they're checking the news, telling you how many people are done, just put them in cold storage. Stop responding to the calls. Don't look at the texts, mute the notifications, whatever, you know, it just, you, you have to kind of protect yourself that way. And I think if you're in this person to person is get really clear on who you want to talk to bring them in and really be there for them. And I think, so yeah, instead of a hundred people, you might only talk to 10, but those 10 people are never going to forget that conversation. They're never going to forget that speaking event, that thing that they saw you at because it was very real.
0: I I love, I I love that. I feel like that this is the age of innovation Mm -hmm. and it is the the day in the moment of the person who cares. And mm-hmm. what you just described was finding your community, finding your tribe, mm-hmm. reaching out, just just giving, loving. And the reality is, is when we're doing that, whoever has the most friends in the end wins. We're all on a journey together and we need other people to help us to get there. And they need mm-hmm. help too. And that's yeah, uh, yeah. That's, a, that's a beautiful place. So I'm going to ask you to speak to your crowd just one more time. Just like, 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 like give us something where I'm, I am, I'm playing small. Look, this guy right here, I'm playing small. I know I could get to another level. Mm -hmm. And, and I know that I've, I've been, I've been responding to fear. I've been responding to busyness. I've been responding to, I don't know, nobody would blame me if I said COVID-19. I'm I'm responding to all of these things that are, that are keeping me Mm -hmm. in in a place where um, where I'm not growing like I could and like I should speak to my purpose and then tell us, Where we can find you.
1: Well, I think the question is always, you know, what do you want? Like what's when you leave this mortal mortal coil, like right, what do you want to have gotten done? That's always the thing is in legacy, right? Is about it's not about like legacy is about what lasts beyond you. Someone's like, what do you want to have gotten done? And what do you want that to how to last beyond you? And so especially like the people like you're saying that who are listening to this and that is, and who are, I mean, if you're listening to the purpose-driven business po- executive podcast, right? You are, uh, you're in our, you know, we're preaching a choir. So what do you really want to get done? Going back to those goals, those v- values, the vision is the thing that, that gets you through, through the fear, right? It's the thing and accepting it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to freak out, but, I got a lot of years ahead of me even if you're 95 you got a lot of life ahead of you so what do you want to have done and what do you want to send forth into the future and get write it down say it to yourself do all that you know i'm good enough i'm smart enough and goddamn it people like me do whatever you need to do but when you keep that through it will you'll still have bad days, but they will be shorter, they will be fewer, and you will be able to kind of lift yourself up and lift other people up in this environment. So that's what I would say uh, to someone uh, who's going through it. And, oh, absolutely. Um, it's great, easy to find me on LinkedIn. I, I might be the only Kasia Robinson. I'm certainly gonna show up probably towards the top. Uh, I also, um, you can find my website, uh, www.kasia.com. C-A-S-S-I-A dash partners.com. And uh, you can find me on Facebook as well under Cassia partners.
0: Love it. You heard it here. Listen, focus on your people, figure out your value fellow coach and productivity expert who is driven towards purpose. Look her up, go find her. We all need a coach. We all deserve a coach in this life. That's, that's going to kick our butt and, and push us and get more out of us than we thought was possible. Go find her. She is a a fellow believer and coach in what we do and, um, and a thief as well. I'm taking lots of this from you and you can have anything from me as well. So thank you very much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much for joining us on the Sell Anywhere podcast, where we believe if you can sell anywhere, you can sell everywhere. And your talent is not limited to your zip code. Listen, this is not a one way street. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you uh, on your ratings. Write me on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever you listen to us on. That helps me immensely. Do that now. But also, reach out. Find us on sellanywhere.com and you can interact with us there, on LinkedIn, on so many different places. I want to hear from you. What are your struggles? Who do you want on the show? What are things that you feel like I could help you to solve? I love you so much that I'm doing whatever I can give value so that I can spend the rest of my life with you. So let me know what I could be doing to help you in your journey.